everybody, salam merdeka semua. This is your girl AG from the Samba Pod. Inspired by the work questions concept, we asked our fellow Malaysians of different cultures and ethnicities to join us in a session where we asked several questions about their raw, honest truth, living in multicultural, beautiful and some dramatic experiences as a Malaysian. These stories may be funny, inspirational or even emotional, but they're nothing less than the truth. Welcome to Kisah Orang Kita by The Sambal Pod. Hope you enjoy! family you know just for the benefit of our audiences who don't know you even though i know you so well <laughs> and then state your ethnicity and religion okay hello my name is lee joey ling people call me joy or joy ling i'm chinese my i'm my religion is buddha and the unique fact about me is that i went to a boarding school for five years <laughs> and I was the like the only two Chinese in that school, which was ninety percent Malay. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. That that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that sure is a unique fact, I guess. You, I think it's ninety five percent. But anyway, let's get on to the next question. Okay. Um, that's the point. <laughs> so, um, describe briefly about your ethnicity. Okay. Um. It doesn't have to focus more on your ethnicity because I know different people um, um, are, are with different upbringings, right? So some people, they don't grow up in a very religious family. And, you know, some people, and so some people, they just like, they don't really have uh, much emphasis on their traditions and cultures growing up. So um, so I think this this kind of question actually, um, it's a very, it varies according to individual. So I don't know whether you're born in a religious family or is your family someone who's like, um, super modern, super chill. So I'm not sure how that is for you. But just like describe briefly to us what your race, your ethnicity, your roots, you know, your religion, everything, basically your roots. What does that actually mean to you? And yeah, just tell us about that. Uh, I understand your question. Uh, for me, I won't say I'm a very religious person. I'm more of a moderate person. I mean, uh, during when my grandmother was still alive, uh, she was the one who instilled a lot of values into our family, those Chinese values. But once she passed away, the values kind of vanished. And if it's like slowly vanishing. And I think if in my generation, the next generation of me, it will slowly fade away because I don't know much. Mm, that's all. I can relate to that. I think a lot of Gen Z, you know, like, and like you said, you went to a boarding school where like, you know, most of them were Malays, Muslims, right? So, um, so when you surround yourself in that kind of setting, do these people actually understand about you? You know, do they, are they aware about your culture and the traditions that you practice? I would say it depends on the individual. Some are very aware and they are very curious to know and they will ask respectfully while some make their own judgments and mm, act accordingly to what they were born and raised to so it yes it depends on the individual uh, in my opinion is 
nasi lemak or sate ayam? It's kind of obvious, but yeah, give me your answer. Why is it kind of obvious? What What is your favorite? <laughs> it's not about me. It's about you. Tell me your answer first. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to. You know, mempengaruhi your answer. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's I love nasi lemak. I love it so much. Uh, it's my go-to breakfast. If can, I want to have it for all my breakfast, but I don't want to get fat. And um, but okay. if nasi lemak tambah sate ayam, I would be happy also. So, I don't think so. It's an obvious answer, and I would like to know your answer. Which one do you like? Okay. Um. Usually, um, the guests don't ask my opinion, so I'm flattered. <laughs> okay. Um. I would also say nasi lemak. That's why I say it's an obvious answer. Because like, mm. which Malaysian on this earth will not choose nasi lemak when nasi lemak is in the choice of options? Some people prefer satay. <laughs> okay, I've never met those people who, who've chosen satay. Oh, if okay. I've met, I will definitely let you know. Well, I, mm-hmm. I think I'll probably like promote that as like the video snippet on our TSP IG series. Because I feel like that would be really unique. Because a lot of people would choose nasi lemak, you know. Because nasi lemak is like, it's a very Malaysian thing lah, you know, it's, it doesn't matter what kind of race, culture, tradition, right? Nasi lemak is your go-to food for any sort of situation. Yeah. So, okay, so that's question number one. Um, the second question is, wow, how do you describe your love to Malaysia? You know, like in those, in, when you were in school, right? Maybe when in school, you have this kind of SPM questions asking about um, jelaskan sifat patriotism anda kepada Malaysia. Yeah, this is something like that. But I want the more honest answer instead of the schematic answers that we used to answer in school. So yeah. Describe my love towards Malaysia. It would be a 70 to 40. I love Malaysia 70% and I dis, uh, not dislike lah. Kurang menyukai Malaysia 40%. The 70% is because, uh, of course, the diversity makes everything loving. And the 40% is where there is diversity, there is also uh, penindasan. Mm. What's penindasan discrimination. Uh, discrimination. Uh, discrimination and racism. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I saw a video before. The least racist countries were the countries with less diversity. So they were least racist, obviously. So... Mm. It's a love-hate relationship with Malaysia. I wish one day we will reach like be like Singapore. Yeah, one day. Okay, but um, <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you just now. I, I almost laughed when you said um dislike and then you said tidak menyukai. Isn't that the same thing? Kurang menyukai. <laughs> oh, kurang menyukai. <laughs> Isn't that the same thing or it's? <laughs> It's more gentle. Oh, it's more gentle. It's, okay. it's too harsh. Oh, I see. Okay, a more diplomatic answer. Okay, fine. Okay, anyway, I, I like your point on what you said about um, we, you know, the when you see the statistics, right, Malaysia is always seen as like the country with the most racism, with the most bad things. Like, that's what it always seems, right? And then um, are these kind of countries which have least racism? Yeah, you, you gave a very good point. These are all countries which which are mono-religious or mono-ethnic. Basically, they only have like one ethnicity, one religion, or one race. So um, it's very, I know, they probably still have discrimination, but like, you know, not, not much on the racial discrimination. Because I guess, you know, why would you want to discriminate based on your race? If you're criticizing their race, you it would be like you're criticizing your own, right? So yeah, I mean, like, honestly, I feel like the judgment on 
um, judging countries on the racism thing. I, I don't know. I think there's something wrong with the judgment also. I mean, like, you know, that's, some, that's one factor you have to see. I mean, I understand there's a lot of discrimination, racism in Malaysia. I'm not saying we don't have that. That is something, you know, I think every right yet is disappointed and we all want change on that. But that doesn't mean, I mean, like, you know, we can't compare that with countries who have it easy in that sense, you know. I'm not saying uh, they don't have uh, they don't have their own share of problems. I'm not saying that. But then, you know, these people where they just have like one race, one culture, it's probably more easier to like, you know, to be united in terms of the racial sense. So yeah, okay, moving on to the next question. Do you feel seen in Malaysia? Seen, like, you know, as a Chinese Malaysian, do you feel seen in Malaysia? You feel you're appreciated, you're recognized. Okay, I'll answer deep, this in a ratio also. Okay. Uh, I would say 80 percent seen. Uh, twenty percent not seen because if you want to actually be seen in a world, you of course must show yourself to the world and be the best of the best. And of course, they will look at you, you as an example, Lisa Jia. Mm. He's a Chinese and he is seen by the whole world. And as another example of why I say the 20% is because I saw an article that is, uh, said there was one doctor or something. Uh, she's living in Australia now and Australia is thankful that Malaysia let go of her because of the education that uh, the education system in Malaysia which favors the Bumi Putra more. Mm. So they lost a talented uh it was a doctor or something to Australia. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very hard to say. But I, I like your point on that. And yeah, on the non... Okay, let's, let's just recap for those who are not familiar with the terms of Bumi Putra and non-Bumi Putra. Um, Bumi Putra means... Okay, Bumi Putra and non-Bumi Putra are both citizens of Malaysia, you know? Just because um, we are non-Buin Putra does not mean we are not citizen. We still have the blue IC and stuff like that. But then uh, Buin Putra are given to keep to um, certain races which are considered to be the ethnicities, you know, the native ethnicity in Malaysia. So um, the most common example is usually a Malay Malaysians, you know, a Malays who live in Malaysia. Um, Orang Asli, oh sorry, oh, oh, the Orang Asla community. Um, you know, um, actually, I'm I'm getting I'm very confused on this part. Some people, um, some people, um, say, some people tell that they're called as Orang Asli. Some people prefer the term Orang Asal. So if there's anyone from these communities actually listening into this episode, please don't hesitate to reach out to us and tell us um what is the term that you prefer. And anyway, we'll be actually having um, someone from this community also in this um, Kisaran Kita series to actually um, share about their experience in Malaysia. So yeah, um, I understand um, in that fact. So the difference of Wimputra and non-Wimputra is that Wimputra has their own privileges. So um, they call this as um, Ketuanan Orang Melayu. So apparently they have this set of privileges to, um, you know, because um, apparently of their sacrifice of like letting other ethnicities such as um, the Indians, the Chinese and all to actually be a part of Malaysia you know as an effect as a byproduct of the of the colonization by British so apparently uh, you know um, that's why these Malays they have like this kind of special rights so yeah these special rights are easily claimed um, under the Bumiputra status so basically this is 
you know, some people are fighting for it. They call it the status quo problem. Some people say that, you know, the Malays deserve it. A lot of people in today's generation don't agree because they say that, you know, even for us, the Chinese and Indians and all, even though you claim us to not be Malaysians, the only home that we know is here. The only home that we know is Malaysia. So, yeah, um, you can't suddenly, you know, to those racist statements of telling us to balik kampung, you know, going back to our countries, right? Um, you can't tell us to go back there. I can't survive there because that's not my home. I was not brought up there. I was not raised up there. The, everything that I know, everything that I know and learned is in Malaysia, right? So that actually doesn't make sense in that in that sense in that way. But yeah, this is um this is about the Buimputra and Buimputra thing. And one of the privileges of the Buimputra thing, uh, which is always debated, is um the acceptance um to university. So university admission rates um it's more favorable to the Buimputra, especially in public universities, um compared to a non Buimputra. So it's usually seen that whenever a non Buimputra enters a public university, um it's usually seen. I know it's usually uh this situation usually occurs. Um, out of two scenarios, one, they must be really, really um, excellent achievers. Or the second scenario, they might be from a B40 community. So from a community which, you know, which is in poverty. So, uh, and other than that, a lot of them also opt to go to private private, um, private universities and private colleges. Also bringing up to the misconception, saying that a lot of um, non-Muslims like Chinese and Indians, um, Punjabis and all these people are super rich, but actually they are not. A lot of them who go into public, uh, who go into private universities, sorry, sometimes they just don't get their courses that they want to study in a, in a public university. And so that's why they yeah, yeah, need I to, agree. yeah, they need to they actually go, go into to private. Depth for that. Mm, yeah, they go for that reason. But a lot of people think that you know, it's because they're rich. So that's just a misconception. You know, because I, I've also heard a lot of stories of like, you know, um, some very poor Indians who actually send their kids to university and they had to like mortgage their house and all to so that they actually have the money to send their kids to private universities because obviously private universities, it's expensive, right? So yeah, I just wanted to debunk that um, while we were talking about that. Okay, so do you worry about Malaysia? Oh. <laughs> in this uncertain times, do you worry about Malaysia? If I were to say I'm I'm not worried, I would be considered weird because uh now today, August nineteenth, the for me the politics in Malaysia is going crazy, and we are in a pandemic right now. And, oh, wow. drama by its own, you know, like that politics of our country could, you know, it could be transferred to Netflix and it could be like a hit TV show with the amount of drama going on. They are like fighting among themselves while the while the COVID cases are rising like crazy. The all-time mm -hmm. high today, 22,000. Wow. Uh, uh, am, am I worried about it? Yes, I am worried about it, but a part of me isn't because there is hope in Malaysia in some uh some pemimpin that I believe in them. Oh, wow. That they will keep Malaysia safe and they're not matter duitan and not just greedy for money. Yeah. Okay, that's that's a very interesting point. Okay. So what is your favorite patriotic song? <laughs> I think we all have a big favorite patriotic song, especially in school last time. So yeah, what's yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the patriotic songs during Merdeka. They will play 
uh, the Jojo songs and everyone would get very crazy and hyper to sing together. <laughs> I love the vibes of it. And I would like the song that Mera Mubara Semangat Wajah. What song is that? Kerana Mu. It's Jalu Gemilang, right? Yeah, yeah, I love durian and Tetare I also love, but if you let me choose, it will be durian. Yes. Okay. I'm crazy for durian too, so yeah. <laughs> That's obvious. Okay. Um you know, just now you're talking about Merdeka and you how you like the vibes in school, right? So what does Merdeka mean to you? It sounds like a Sajara question, <laughs> but I'll answer honestly. Merdeka means to me is the day where Malaysia was stands independent uh, without the jaja only the uh, jaja and the control of, of other kwasa other and merdeka means freedom of speech and freedom of our land and more rights to our people yeah. mm, I see but you know when you're saying that I was just like thinking is you know is Merdeka is Merdeka sorry if Malaysia is really free now but that's not my place to answer it's in your place to answer so okay um yeah and, and since you're talking about Merdeka and freedom the next question is do you feel free in this land in this land of nature do you feel free you feel do you feel like you have the freedom to do everything you want or is there something that you're still not satisfied of in terms of freedom I would say no, uh, as in compared to America and Malaysia, I won't f- say I feel 100% free in Malaysia because since we are such in a diverse country, mm-hmm. we have to respect other people's beliefs and, and thus I don't feel so free in terms of clothing compared okay. to in America and in other Western countries. But as uh, as there aspect uh, uh, freedom of speech. I don't feel free neither because uh, there has been cases where people spoke out and they were detained in jail, which really worries me. And so I don't feel so free in terms of freedom of speech also too. But as in freedom, as in a person, as spiritually, mm-hmm. I feel free. Basically, you feel free to practice your religion and your ethnicity, but then you don't feel free in terms of the free the freedom of speech. Hmm. Interesting answer. And you know, you said that you don't feel free in terms of the freedom of speech, right? So what do you feel that the government can do about it? The government can give the rights of freedom of speech to people. They don't if they see something unfavorable on the internet they can just let it be because it's the people's voice they can't they can't put people in jail just because they are speaking Speaking on the truth of yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 
so true. And yeah, I think it's very sad. We've seen a lot of um, not only youth activists, a lot of activists who have actually, um, you know, been called to police stations. Some of them even being um, jailed for a few hours and all. You know, um, some of them, their family members getting harassed and all. So yeah, it's very sad to see all this because um, these people have the courage and also, um, you know, the conscious to actually talk about what's going on, right? The what's wrong. And, you know, they're actually fighting for the things that would bring good for all of us, right? But, you know, it's very sad to see these people just being, yeah, their voices just being compressed in that way. Okay, so uh, what's your favorite Malaysian dish? I'm surprised. I, I thought you would have the answer. <laughs> when you ask this question, my, my imagination terus pop up Ram the bazaar Ramadan, the bazaar Ramadan. Wow, I love all the food there. I love the satay. Yeah, I love Bazaar I Ramadan love the... too. Yeah, I know. It's kind of depressing not having Bazaar Ramadan for two Ramadans in a row. Yeah. So what's your favorite? The favorite of, you know, just the top one. Yeah. The one you really want to have right now. Nasi Briyani. Oh, wow. Okay. Or the, green, the blue color rice. I don't know. Blue color rice. Nasi Krabu. Nasi Krabu. Nasi Krabu, the one you can get in Kelantan, Trungganu. Okay, Nasi Krabu. Yeah, I miss Nasi Krabu and too. Canteen also can get. Ah, uh, yeah, you, you, you can get in canteens, but then, um, okay, um, as someone who studies in um, the east, the east, um, the east, uh, the east part of Malaysia, I really love the Nasi Krabu there. So the point of when I come back um, here, I come back here to KL, I just hate the Nasi Krabu here. I mean, I, I guess they're really good, but then like, the same, right? it doesn't taste the same. It obviously doesn't taste the same. So yeah, literally, I'm really missing for Nasi Krabu right now. I mean, like, yeah, I'm really craving for that. Wow, no, that's that's a very sad question. I'm supposed to. I wanted to ask that question to make the episode even more lighter, but apparently we just ended up getting depressed. Anyway, moving on. Um, what Malaysian culture do you miss in the pandemic? Just now you're talking about Bazaar Ramadan, right? And then is there any other Malaysian cultures that you miss in this pandemic? I think like going to Kanduri or like open house. You know those Kema yeah Kema outside they usually celebrate anything like if it's Deepavali or Open House Raya like you mean or Chinese New Year. Ah open house ah, yeah yeah. <laughs> okay, really okay. Atmosphere, atmosphere so ah, yeah. I used to hate that, you know, because like I'm not really a fan of crowd. So, um, you know, if let's say I, I'm supposed to go to like someone's wedding or what, like I really hate that situation. Uh, I don't think I'm still a fan of it, but like given the situation where I'm just like stuck at home, where, where I'm very um, grateful, okay, and because I know I have the privileges to be stuck at home, but then, you know, still it's, uh, it's mentally tiring for all of us, right, to just be stuck like this. So yeah, I guess I wouldn't mind to go to an open house. <laughs> at least you have food, you have good food. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you think is Malaysia's struggle? Being united as one, that's the biggest struggle. And number two is uh, the greediness of each, greedy, the greediness. Uh, when you get something, you want more, and when you want more, the people dies. 
I'm talking about partition now. <laughs> <laughs> understand, understand. I totally get that. Okay, so tell us one good experience in Malaysia. One, just one. Um, one good experience in Malaysia. Yeah. There's a lot. Oh my god. Can you give me an example? An example? I can give you an example. Then I will influence your answer. <laughs> I can give you an example. Think about it. Um, we have time. Um, I think it will be Hari Raya. I really love Hari Raya. Sometimes during Hari Raya, right, my friends will invite me to their houses mm. and uh, it feels very welcoming and warm going to the houses and then feeding me food. Wow, the food. The, the food Raya food is the best like, for me. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, okay. Finally, I very less. You are, you didn't invite me at all, so... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't invite anyone Okay 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 After this pandemic I'll think of No because my family Don't do open houses Um, You know During Don't need open house one la. <laughs> Okay No but actually right When you talk about Hari Raya I think it's because um, Okay um, Just a fun fact The both of us We come from the same school So um, that's why We know each other well And that's why We can actually relate On certain Certain things right So um, I think we have um, A fair number of um, Malay friends especially because of our experience in boarding school and then um, I feel the best Raya is the Raya celebrated there I even I it's the it's the point of I even love it more than my own celebration of why I celebrate my family because like you know you're just celebrating with friends and for me for Raya right a must-f is like lemang honestly like oh what is Raya without lemang lemang and the and I sango like I, I I'm someone who doesn't eat um, spicy food. Memang tak tahan nak makan pedas. But when it comes to rendang ayam, I'm like lantak lah. I'm just going to like, you know, suffer through the spiciness and still, you know, enjoy and savor the dish. So, yeah, I mean, like, I totally understand. I, Raya, I mean, Raya with friends, you know, going to the open house, Um, you know, just, I guess, just lepak dengan kawan lah pada waktu tu and I think that's a very, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's something very nostalgic lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're making me like reminisce the riots that we actually celebrated at school last time. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that is I guess in a way that's that that those were all good memories, but I've never really realized that they were good memories until something like this hit. So um don't get me wrong, with all due respect, I know that Corona COVID-19 is a very bad situation for all of us. And I really feel bad saying this, but maybe sometimes it's situations like this. I really don't mean to be disrespectful. I know how terrible this pandemic is for a lot of people out there. But maybe it's also situations like this that gives all of us um, a chance to actually reflect on, on what's going on. Or maybe some of us are just privileged to even have the chance to reflect on what's going on. Because for a lot of them who's going through so much of struggles, mungkin dia tak ada masa pun nak fikir like apalah kebaikan atau itiba dari situasi ni. Like some people don't have the time to think stuff like that because they're just struggling so much. You know, and that's why we we want change, right? We want change in a lot of things. So yeah, like I guess um you know despite how um, uncertain these times are, it's just nice to like think of the past memories that we had. 
especially raya i mean like this year's raya just a fun fact since you're talking about raya i actually um uh, what i did was actually raya happened like it was like during my study week lah for my finals or something but then like you know since i missed the raya experiences those um, raya celebrations that I had with friends i just like literally just like pasang lagu raya kat laptop and was just like vibing to it while studying <laughs> and you know it just like you know because just a simple thing like that brings back brings back so much of memories and i'm not even a malay guys and you know that just shows lah i mean you know there's a lot of things uh, that just shows how diverse malaysia is and also you know how there are things that all of us you know there're just some things that all of us can relate to um despite our bangsa or agama or anything like that yeah okay so talking about that right i just want to us since we were we were hinting a bit about politics and politicians but we haven't really dive on diving into it so you know i just want to ask your opinion as a youth are you politically aware of what's going on in malaysia at the at this current moment of time yes 100% yes <laughs> i'm utterly disappointed i think this is actually a very good okay like despite the whole political drama we have right i think this is a very um good thing about now these youths i think like 5 6 years ago people wouldn't care that much on politics i'm not sure how youths were at that time 5 6 years ago we were how old were we we were like in school lah no we were like stupid young dumb kids <laughs> so yeah i i don't remember um i don't know how youths were at that point of time but then um i think now these youths are more politically aware on what's going on in malaysia and also um i feel like in this pandemic um, we have a lot of youth activism groups coming out i'm not saying this because the samba boys also a youth activism group i'm saying this because there's a lot of other amazing youth activism groups out there or sometimes they, they may not even be talking about youth activism but you know so many other groups fighting for different causes in malaysia so i think because of this um, the search on these groups the awareness of people to actually find out about things like this in social media i think that's why we are all very politically aware you know like i think that day when with the parliament the parliamentary session you know the fact that a lot of us could see tons of memes about what's going on in parliament which is something embarrassing i'm not saying that something i mean it's funny i mean like honestly it's funny but it's not something we should be proud of but like the fact that we can see memes and stuff like that and people can make jokes of it definitely shows that you know to all the political leaders whether you like it or not all these anak muda right here are really paying attention to what you're doing so whatever good or bad thing you're doing people are just paying attention to you so yeah i think we are all very politically aware and yeah since you said you are very politically aware of what's going on in malaysia right um i use someone who wants to like invest more in politics or you just feel that nah, I'll just be the spectator and see what's going on or do you feel that you want to like actually invest your time in it you want to you know you want to be like the youth representative of something in politics do you actually look you know do you actually look at yourself and find yourself being um drawn into this game or you're just like nah I'll just be a spectator what is it uh, i get your question it's a mm. very smart question and i think all of us all the youth plays a part in like shaping malaysia for our future and i definitely would want to participate and not just be a spectator because i believe being a spectator is a crime right now because if if you're being a spectator it means you're just letting 
your rights go away and sooner or later it will harm the future generation. And yeah, I'm currently more or less trying to be more active and participate myself in this okay. crazy ride. Well, if you really don't want to talk about politics, it's fine. You can talk about the other causes we are fighting for. But you have to understand that um, you have to talk about at least one change that you want to see. Because you might think that talking about it doesn't give an impact, but trust me, at least talking about it gives an impact. Well, at least, you know, a bit of a mindset change to your community, your followers, the people who interact with you, you know, your social circle. And I think that's a very beautiful thing because if that becomes a ripple effect, that, you know, change can actually happen, you know, the change that we all are so desperate for at this point of time. Okay, so since you said that, you know, you're interested to invest in politics and all. What's your opinion on Undi 18? Are the youths actually eligible to create transformation in Malaysia? What is my opinion on Undi 18? Yeah. I don't, my opinion is, I don't understand why uh, is the government still uh, not passing this bill yet while teenagers can uh, above 18 people can go to jail can drive a car mm. can get married yeah. why can't they undi? it just doesn't make sense that the government is still hasn't passed this bill yet and it mind blows me uh, uh, yeah that's my opinion Okay, yeah, um, yeah, people can get married. I mean, you should be thinking of raising the age for, you know, to prevent child marriages, but, you know, people can get married, but not vote. Yeah, you know, crazy, but true. Okay, so, uh, okay, so that was your thoughts on Undi 18. Um, another question might be a bit of a personal question. You may skip it if you're not comfortable. Um, have you felt embarrassed of being a Malaysian? You know, we see a lot of good things and bad things, and maybe now these long bad things also in Malaysia. So, has there been a time where you just felt really embarrassed? Uh, yes, but it, it, it wasn't physically, like it was online. Sometimes the, sometimes, sometimes Malaysians do crazy things that are, they are very uncivilized. So, I, I feel very embarrassed uh, as a Malaysian. Are we living backwards or are we going in, going forwards? As mm-hmm. an example, during the parliamentary, it wasn't a calm and steady parliamentary. It was, it was like monkeys. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, but it, it was a bit like a circus. Yeah. Okay. It was a circus. You can't even hear. The speaker was like, shut up, shut up, shut up. And they do not want to shut up. Oh, this old man. <laughs> yeah, what you said is so true. Okay. Okay, so the next question is, you said you've been embarrassed of Malaysia before. And yeah, the perfect example, the parliamentary setting. Yeah, like, honestly, like, guys, I get it that some people are emotional and all, but uh, parliamentary session... I think all that piece, it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt, it wouldn't hurt you guys to actually do a proper reflection, you know, proper postmortem, not just postmortem for the sake of postmortem, but proper postmortem to actually, you know, to actually think of how to not embarrass 
and actually give respect to that session. Like, you know, it's parliament, okay, it's not, it's not a joke. Anyway, moving on to the next question. Um, what are your feelings of, about Malaysia at this current point of time? At this moment, basically at this moment. I feel scared. I feel like we are going, we are all, uh, what, in Chinese, there's a pepatah lah. You're like burying your own self or you're like gali your own kubo now. We are doing pepatah. I mean, you, you, can, you can share the pepatah in Mandarin also so that, um, yeah, people will know. <laughs> and then give us the translation. <laughs> I don't forget that, but it's like something like you gali your own kubo and you jump on your, that kubo lah. Okay. Yeah. You dig your own grave and jump into it. But there's actually, there's actually, there's, there's an English phrase, right, saying that you dig your own grave. Right, that is right. No, ah. Yeah, think God, so. ah. Right, right, God, right. I heard from my Chinese friend, ah. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you dig your own grave, that means, like, you ask for your own misery, right? Mm. Okay. <laughs> All heading to that grave right now. Mm. All heading to a grave. That sure sounds very, yeah. Okay. Okay, so what do you think is Malaysia's struggle? Why do you feel Malaysia is going through this shitty situation? What is Malaysia's struggle? Like I said just now, it's unity. We, even during these hard times, it's even more hard to be united as one. And without um everyone want to save their own ass so there's no unity and yeah that's the Malaysian struggle I think. There's no unity and everyone's just selfish. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so um I'm going back to your identity a bit again. Um this is very interesting question I saw. Um what are the stereotypes you hate um you know when you see people that people actually assume about your identity? Any, any sort of stereotypes? I think stereotypes as in general is horrible. Like Malays are lazy, Indians like to drink, mm. Chinese are greedy. And for the Chinese, the stereotypes that affected me was, uh, of course, Chinese are greedy and Chinese are good at maths because I'm not good at maths. And number two, there was one time uh, I entered an international event uh, and uh, during that time it was February 2020 and people were people thought that Chinese were the carriers of COVID-19 and there was an auntie I was in a lift and there was an auntie that actually like uh, what, how do you say uh, moved backward uh, oh, because she, she saw, saw you. me and it was very it was very racist uh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, no. I also would have felt offended, you know, to see someone just, you know, trying to get away from you. Oh my god! Oh yeah, this must be during the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of. Yeah, it was all. 
I think that was also very politi- very uh, no, I think it was also very politically abused, like you know, in that sense. You know, like I since the fact that the virus originated from Wuhan in China, so like you know, the other other countries decided to like, okay, this is our time, let's make war on China because like there's always politics, right? So they just tried to like politicize it, you know, in a very bad way. And yeah, yeah, I I re- I remember the struggles. Um, the I uh, know a lot of um Chinese um you know a lot of people were scared of Chinese people and. I'm really sorry I had to go through that because I'm, I've never experienced something like that, you know, just direct my face. So, mm. yeah. And yeah, I understand stereotypes can be super annoying. But you know what? Yeah, I just want, you know, just to debunk the stereotype, yeah, Joy is not greedy. She has blanched me food a few times. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I hope when I, I meet you next time, I'm just giving you a hint, like, you know, you should blanche me more. <laughs> So, so yeah, um, no she's problems. so yeah, she's uh, she's not stingy, guys. She's definitely not stingy. I mean, stop stop having the stereotypes things, lah. Stop doing all this nonsense, lah. You know, I mean, uh, the good and bad is you know it varies on every individual. Stop stop um characterizing it based on a race or an ethnicity. Okay, so um we're going back um to our disagreement on Malaysia <laughs> that we were talking about just now. Um, is there any particular cause? that you want to fight for in Malaysia at this moment, if you're given the opportunity? That's a very, very good question. And, and that's, that question actually opened my mind. Yeah, why am I, am I not fighting for? There's actually a cause that has been lingering on my mind, okay. which is uh, climate change. Climate change in Ipoh, even my, my small circle is very, it's like a myth. Uh, people use plastic all the time and uh, some more it was, uh, people use plastic and uh, in American countries, as an example, they are very good. They use metal straws. They are changing to metal cups and all that. But in my own circle, people are just like using plastic as they wish and dumping a lot of garbage without realizing if you use a lot of garbage, uh, it will fill the landfills and bring a back cost. And yeah, if I was given the chance uh, to actually pursue this climate change course, I, was, I would definitely do it. And maybe I would do it also since this question sparked an interest in me. Yeah, thank you for this question. The truth of that session. Okay, so what are you going to choose, truth or death? Truth. <laughs> okay, if truth, then um, you need to answer like <clears throat> some trivia kind of question. Is that okay for you? Yeah. Okay, so um, this trivia is going to be about about Malaysia lah. So um, where do you think Negaraku, the song, our national anthem, was from? From which state? It was actually from one of the states in Malaysia. So which state? Kedah. Kedah. It's from your state. It's from Pira. Terengganu. It's from Pira. Huh? Pira. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember, I remember, I remember. Yeah. So apparently, um, because they said like the 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 they apparently to yeah. copy the Rahman, uh, 
Uh, no, no, actually it's like this. To Kau Viraman and the Ministry of Home Affairs, they had they had another contest. So everything is like through competition. Lah. So they had another contest worldwide, you know, it's like worldwide to search a suitable um, national anthem. And then they received like 514 entries. You know, 514 entries here, but no, but apparently to their likes, they didn't like it. They didn't like any of it. And then they were like, okay, I hate this. And then let's just rewrite the lyrics from the Perak State Anthem. Yeah, so it's a very good thing. But then, like, I feel that Perak State Anthem and Our Negara Ku is not similar. Because, okay, we studied in Perak, right? So I got to know the Perak State Anthem. I don't find it similar to Negara Ku. So I'm not sure whether they changed it after that or what. But yeah, this is what happened. So yeah, <laughs> it was not Kedai, it was Perak. You should give credit to your home state. <laughs> okay, so um, the last two questions before we actually end the session. Okay, so um, what is your proudest moment in Malaysia? My proudest moment in Malaysia will be uh, I joined the international event where there were different countries, different countries' representatives. Mm -hmm. And my proudest moment was being a Malaysian itself in that conference i was so proud to be malaysian uh not an not another citizen because yeah actually malaysian not that bad uh. we are quite advanced in some areas and quite critical yeah mm. i mean it's not that bad we still you know we still have some advice abdul rahman the first um prime minister of Malaysia our bapa kemerdekaan, if he's still alive, what would you tell him? Like suddenly he's alive, he's on this Zoom call and he's like, Joy, I want to speak to you. <laughs> what would you tell him? There's one thing I would tell him. Why, why did you make the Hak Bumi Putra thing? Since it was, uh, Merdeka was brought by uh, all the races in Malaysia. Why was, why, but I don't think that the question is supposed to ask him. That, that law existed during that time uh, because it sounded right during that time to give a hug to Bumi Putra, but mm -hmm. now we're living, uh, living in 21st century. We can't follow the old, the old, what do you call it? The old culture and stuff. The we have stuff. to change. And like technology, yeah, the old system we cannot follow anymore. We have to advance, we have to evolve. And yeah, I would say thank you, uh, first, first of all. First of all, thank you. Second of all, that small law of bring, giving rights to some people and just ignoring the other people brought a lot of pain to the minority here in Asia. Yeah, mm. but thank you. Uh. <laughs> thank you for the kemerdekaan you gave and the yeah, new uh, future yeah but yeah I mean I totally agree what you say it, it brought a lot of I can't use the word probably it definitely brought a lot of pain to the minority simulation but yeah there's still time to change so to all the leaders and future leaders listening into this episode you guys you guys should know what to do <laughs> so yeah um, that's it from me um Thank you so much for joining in this episode. It was 
it's actually kind of fun to talk to you in this kind of way because usually um with friends i don't have um serious conversations like this right um with friends you yeah with friends i try to chill because i'm usually not chill <laughs> so um yeah but then um talking about this i think uh there were some of your answers which really you know which are super interesting and you know i guess you showed me that side of you which i maybe have not seen so much because usually when we, when we meet up we also we talk about things which is not so stressful maybe sometimes we talk about this but not so much right like you know i'm not saying we have never spoken about serious stuff before we have but then like not so much so yeah we should do more conversations like this off record <laughs> so yeah thank you so much joy for joining in and for sharing your perspectives of how is it you know your experience being in malaysia and also just a disclaimer to everyone out there this is joy's experience as a chinese malaysian and it does not necessarily represent the experience of every chinese malaysian outside malaysia so yeah you know we are all individuals go through uh, different experiences and we are all the byproduct of different environments so yeah benda tu orang kena sedarlah sebelum kita tiba datang ke chem studio pula <laughs> so yeah the, those are things we have to remember so yeah um, i think that's it. Malaysia, saya,